Welcome to The Lab, where we talk about life and beats with creators and electronic music around the world. Brought to you by Pushing Buttons Collective. So today uh, we're talking with a dope beat maker, producer from uh, Elizabeth, New Jersey, by the name of Brain Orchestra. What up? He's definitely been a staple in the uh, New York, New Jersey beat culture scene. Um, I first met Brain at a beat house show about two or three years ago, and he was killing it on the SP555, the SP555. Um, he's down with a Freak Show based out of New Jersey, which also hosts uh, boasts other producers like Good Food, Jamar Jacobs, Arcade, Fat Blood, and Saya. Um, he's got an extensive discography out. And you know, definitely check out his uh, his uh, Bandcamp and Spotify and other digital digital platforms. So, yo, it's great to have you here, man. What's good, my brother? Chilling, man. Thanks for having me, yo. Just another day chilling, trying to get by. You know what I mean? Word, word, word. So, yo, man, like you know, like I said, uh, you know, I met you uh, like about two or three years ago at a beat house. Um, when did you first start? you know, doing stuff on the beat culture scene in uh, New York, New Jersey area? Uh, probably close to like, um, like six, five, six years ago, about 18, 19 years old, I started playing a lot of uh, uh, beat sets in, um, in the Newark, Elizabeth area in Jersey. Um, it was sort of like a foreign thing out here. Not a lot of people were were like used to beat sets or really um, ever seen them live. So uh, I had like been exposed to like the beats, the beat scene early on, like watching Boiler Room sets. And I had watched the set by Sam I Am and um, like really inspired me to like push the, the, the boundaries of what we could do in the, in the, you know, with, with production and live, live performance. So, about, about like you know five six years so were you making beats before that and then from there that's when you started getting into performing them well a little bit yeah i, I was um i was emceeing a lot uh actually coming up in like middle school high school just rapping and stuff and we would do like little local shows at bars and stuff and then i got into um actually producing my own stuff and I was exposed to, you know, the um, the whole beat, you know, the whole beat community and everything that, that was going on. I was like, damn, this is, like, so sick. I would love to, like, um, be a part of this. Because it was, like, historic, you know. It was, like, um, everything was, like, really uh, inspired by the greats, you know, like Dilla and uh, Nujabes and Madlib and just all these types of beats that I've already were accustomed to listen to, you know, so... Um, it was it was like really tight, you know, to see that. But um, being being you know starting with MCing and beats and furthering it into beats, you know. Word. So I mean, as far as you said, you started out in New Jersey doing doing shows out there. Like, what was that scene like? And when did you make the jump to start doing stuff in New York and beyond? Um, yeah, man. Uh, it was different, man. It was like. Uh, my area, there was a lot of creative individuals and just not a lot of um, spaces or, uh, you know, just places to express ourselves. So we were uh, 
we were just finessing a lot of situations with like uh, bars and uh, backyards and basements. And we started bringing our homies together. And uh, a big thing we were really getting into was like uh, doing like punk and hip hop shows combined. Like we were just getting a lot of our friends who played in punk bands. And then it's just a different thing to be, to be around, you know, it was cool because we all realized that we were doing something a lot bigger than us early on. You know what I mean? And, um, uh, furthering from like Elizabeth to meeting people in Newark and exposing that crowd, you know, showing them like, you know, um, the whole side of the beats and raps and the, uh, the, the punk and hip hop shows. And, um, the jump to New York was, uh, man, it was like, I don't know. It's like, it's hard to say it kind of happened like bad random. I guess we were just like getting connected with a lot of people in Newark who had connects in New York. And I remember one of my first shows in New York was at Webster Hall, like years ago in the basement with wow. the homies. Yeah. Yeah. I did like a Webster Hall basement show with a bunch of um, underground fools. And it, it was a tight show. It was like at the time, man, like I'm gonna keep it real. Like I wasn't like, I knew it was something serious. But I wasn't, like, gassed. I was just like, oh, like, this is, like, really cool. Like, Webster Hall. And I didn't really think of anything of it, you know. But I think back at it now, and I'm like, damn, I could have been, like, <laughs> I could have gassed it up a little bit more. I just wasn't trying to be, like, you know what I mean? I wasn't trying to, like, chew my own horn. Like, I really don't. I mean, I was just like, yo, I'm just going to go to this dope-ass venue. And, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I've seen that a lot of legendary people have passed through it. So, yeah. Just wanted to place my mark. I wasn't really trying to like talk my shit about it, but that was definitely one of the cooler things to be um to be a part of early and uh be able to play over there, you know. And then with the beats, um, you know, just SoundCloud and you know the upbringing of the early SoundCloud beat era and shit, like people <clears throat> people uh, connecting and uh, wanting the link. All these dudes that were in the scene, you know, well the community really. And uh, just just seeing how big that was uh, that already was, you know, coming from Jersey and thinking like, damn, like they definitely have a a situation now in New York. So it was definitely something cool to be a part of and you know shift over to. It's it's interesting you mentioned not really promoting your Webster Hall performance back in the day, but I feel like you're you're really good at marketing your own music, your own drops, um, and it feels really natural and organic. How do you balance? not tooting your own horn, but also putting yourself out there and connecting with other communities. I mean, I've learned that um, you could, for I mean, I feel like force feeding that type of stuff on people is not, like, cool to me. I mean, I, it could work for somebody. It's never really worked for me. Um, what Did I, like, it's not that I, you know, like, I knew it was a serious thing. I just didn't want people to feel like I was acting Hollywood because I'm playing at a big venue, you know? Like, I done played mad big shows, and I'm still, like, um, you know, like, quote unquote, struggling artists or whatever, you know what I mean? But um, I do appreciate that, though, because it's like, I, I don't know, I just like to, I just like to show people like, where I'm coming from in the most organic way possible. I don't want you to feel like I'm above you, because I'm playing at some, you know what I mean? Because I'm yeah. playing at some, some venue or with some people like that really don't mean nothing. Like, it's more so like, hey, like, this is this is kind of epic. If you want to come, you could come. <laughs> because at the end of the day, people are going to, you know what I mean? Yeah. You could gas it up all day. 
And yeah, the people yeah, yeah. who are going to care are going to care. And the people who don't give, give a shit, they're, they're really not going to care, you know? But um, that's the thing. I don't really, I don't really worry about that. I kind of just focus on gravitating towards people who actually are like, oh, this is going to be a dope event because it's at this area with this artist, you know? And I just try to keep it as, as organic as possible for the people that follow me. I don't want them feeling like they're, there's like a side to me that they got to figure out. Like they kind of just get it right there. Cause you know, so I, f- I feel like anyone listening to your music can see that you're you're influenced by the greats in the scene, the Jay Dilla, you mentioned the Javis. How would you describe your sound, though? I feel like brain orchestra is, is definitely a vibe, and you know what you're going to get when you're listening to your music. How did you begin to hone kind of what makes your music your music and in spite of being in- influenced by such amazing people, sounds? For sure, yeah. Um... I think an important thing for a lot of just artists in general is like, at the end, it's not like, you know, there's, there's a lot of things in this world. There's also not a lot of new things under the sun, you know, mm-hmm. and um, we, we, uh, yeah, that ass, uh, <laughs> but we, we, uh, I feel like just paying that homage could be in your own way and it doesn't even need to be like, um, something that sounds like somebody you're influenced by or inspired by. I feel like just taking those, those notes. And I've, um, and I think it's more than just like techniques and what people assume makes a good producer. I feel like the real notes to, to take from these people that we look up to is just like to not really care or, or, you know what I mean? Word. Not in a sense, not in a sense where it's like, we don't care about our people or, um, our fans, it's just like, have fun. I mean, so I'm, get I'm, out sure of your Dilla, head. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure Dilla plucked up and just made beats. So he wasn't really like, think about it. I mean, we think about it hard and we have a process, but like I sit down and I just like to create um, as I go. I don't really want to sit there and think too hard about the shit, you know, like that's why I try to like provide different flavors. Cause I'm like, here's something new I tried that reminded me of this and I, adding my own pizzazz to it, you know, and, but yeah, it's just like keeping and just keeping an open mind to stuff. Cause that's how people, that's how these people, that's why the people we look up to are, are pioneers. Like, you know what I mean? They kept their mind open and that's why they got the flow that they got or the pocket or the sample choices or whatever. It's just keeping your mind, mind open and having fun, really not, not thinking too hard about whatever process you're doing, whether it's like, beats or uh painting or whatever you know word well i mean for me i mean what like like uh bamada said you definitely have a vibe i mean i for me you know i come from the world of emceeing just like you do and it's just like those are just like backseat freestyle beats you know i know it's deeper than that you know what i'm saying but it's definitely like your beats are existential to me you know what I'm saying? Like they take you to a place and it just like lets your mind go free. And we're going to get into this song off the Havens album by Brain Orchestra called Sun and Moon. Me, 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 me
what are your main weapons of choice when you're making tracks? Like, you know, putting putting the music together, like sampling, do you play stuff? You know, what, what hardware, what software do you use? Word, yeah. Um, uh, a lot of the times I start, I usually start with uh, either listening to a sample of some sort or making some type of drums either on Ableton or on the MPC. And, um, and what I mean by sampling, like either like records or records or uh or uh, on youtube you know what i mean um i just try to try to start with like a fresh idea or hear something and like quickly figure out a way to like <laughs> chop it up in my head like i hear like a melody i'm like oh wait i could do it like this and like i kind of just like speed off into cutting up the sample um either in ableton or a uh, machine and um I usually use my MPC strictly for like drums, but I, I do chop samples on it every so often. Um, I kind of like to, if my studio setup is like almost like a round robin thing where I kind of like just sit there and unplug and plug in and like plug my SP into the record player from Ableton and then take the dub cassette into the interface back into Ableton and do like a remaster or um, like sample from the record player to the SP and manipulate it a little bit back into Ableton and then run some drums on the MP. It's like, I, I don't really have like sometimes a clear way. I'm always trying different things with like the minimal things that I got. You know what I mean? Which is why I want to keep, I want to keep getting more things. Cause I just, <laughs> I love being, I like whenever I'm in a studio with a bunch of shit, I'm just having so much fun. I'm like, yeah, bass guitar. I've never really played, but fuck it. Like plug it in. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, just do it. I mean, because that's just like, I mean, that's how jazz artists were learning. Like, they'd pull up and they would play instruments that they didn't play. Like, you know what I mean? They would try different things. They would just pick it up and go ahead. And, just get experimental I, my, with it. Yeah, I mean, my homies in Conundrum out of Jersey City, you know, shouts to them. Um, I love sitting in their practice because they'll, you know, they'll practice and then they'll all jump on different instruments and start playing. And it's like, damn, like, this is epic as hell. You know what I mean? And we could do that. We're allowed to do that with with all the types, regardless if it's a laptop and VSTs or a bunch of hardware. It's a, you know, uh, like, you know what I mean? So True, true, true. So, I mean, out of all that equipment that you mentioned, what was like the first piece that you got when you first really, okay, I'm going to do this, this, I'm going to go on this beat journey. What, what was that like? Like, what was that piece of equipment? Oh, the, the machine, for sure. The machine micro or? Oh, I had the first machine. Wow. Legacy. <laughs> like OG, like uh, orange button machine. Legacy. Yeah, I was wilding. Uh, that, shit blew my, that shit blew my mind. Because I was making beats on like FL and then when like I tried a beat, like a beat pad, I was like, yo, this is like what the fuck this is like a whole nother level of like <laughs> like i could like chop samples and do drugs i was like so amazed like you know what i mean because i haven't seen it in videos and i'm just like this is crazy like you know what i mean so it really like i was just that was probably the best time in, in my production not that not not sound wise just like and not that i don't have fun i still have like the most amount of fun ever but during those times, like I listen to beats that when I when I find beats from like super long ago, and I'm like, damn, like I was experimenting, and like I really was not thinking about 
oh, I need to add drums here or I need to do a bridge. You know, I was just like cooking up. Do you feel like and you have like, to work harder to be creative and kind of spontaneous now? And well, no, nah, honestly, no, nah, I feel like, I feel like that was the case back then, but I didn't let that block me from being creative. You feel me? Like I was like, okay, I might not be nice at beats, but I could sit here and experiment because I never really tried any of this shit. So I feel like over years, you kind of like become more composed to like the way you, you create and then you keep experimenting on that. Like, you know what I mean? I make hip hop and I make drum and bass beats and they somehow have a connection by the way I'm like, you know what I mean? The way I'm cutting up a sample yeah. or the way I'm mixing, like that's, that's what ends up becoming like the composed factor of like, all right, this is your sound. And then you could keep experimenting. But those times were like, the most vital times, like my first times, like cutting up samples on machines. I was really understanding like uh, flow and how to take a sample and completely manipulate time structure. And it really, and, like it just blows your mind. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure anybody, anybody who's been through that definitely knows that that shit blows your mind. Yeah, you know I mean, it's like learning how to ride a bike. You know? Word, word, word. Straight so, up. Speaking of mind blowing, we're gonna get, we're gonna take another break. We're gonna get into. It's true from Specula by Brain Orchestra. extensive discography but you know i know that you also have a normal life as well how how do you how do you balance your time to to uh and you're selling drum kits out here yeah and you're selling drum kits out here like you, you're doing it you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's this is a good one i've been waiting for somebody to ask me about my regular life <laughs> oh, no it's um i'll tell you right now um time management if if i could tell anybody that know, knows me or doesn't know me or whoever listens to this, you know, like time management is key with anything. And um, I learned that over time that um, I feel like it's like, I don't know, it's like a conscious decision with, with this music stuff. Like you really got to be down to sacrifice a lot of things. You know what I mean? What does that and, mean for um, you? I feel like, oh, like I respect if people want to do it as a hobby and I also really respect, you know, I mean, I respect people who want to do it as a lifestyle and, and there's no, there's no right or wrong way between it, but 
I feel like during during my regular life, I, it took me a really long time to learn time management and um, figure out how I wanted to, I guess, live my life to be able to be an artist. You know, because I'm I'll, I'll be real, like I hate bosses. Tell me, I hate people telling me what to do in the wrong way or like look, looking down upon me um, over a paycheck type shit. And um, the past few years I had like a lot of, rough, like that was my rough areas, like keeping a job and um, you know what I mean? Being able to keep a job and, and, and learn uh, people skills with people that were above me. Like I just didn't want to accept that because I felt like I had something greater than some boss telling me what to do or treating me like shit. You know what I mean? Like I had something way better than that. So I feel like I learned how to um, figure out what I liked in life besides music to, to further that, you know what I mean? And make that time management work out for me to be able to wake up and kind of like, you know, I could go make beats right now. You know what I mean? I could go work in the studio right now. Um, if I have a client, you know, and that takes a long time, but you know, just just learning how to maneuver through life. Like, I work at a vintage store right now that my boy Izzy owns in Jersey City, and, like, it's not music-related, but it's something I like, and I don't mind doing it. You get what I'm saying? And, and it allows me to be the person that I am and uh, speak to about people to with, you know what I mean? Uh, speak to people about music, and, you know, uh, you already know style is a big part of hip-hop, and that's, it's just... It's just like, you know what I mean? All those things make the shit make more sense than me waking up at five in the morning and working construction. Cause I did that. And that shit like, it like put me in like a really weird mental state. It just doesn't feel right, you know? But cause it's all about time management and learning how to monetize what you do. And just, uh, t- yeah, time and money management. I mean, I've, I've been broke as hell. And I don't like that because everybody goes through that, you know what I mean? But it's getting out of those, it's getting out of those ruts and still figuring out how to keep the shit alive. Cause a lot, I've seen a lot of people will go through like something crazy that will either mess their whole money up or, you know what I mean? Get fired from a job. And then it's like, people will, will give up, you know? And that's not wrong. That's not wrong. It's just, is that I'm saying, like, it's not wrong to give up um, and, and take time for yourself. But, like, I guess that's just the type of person that I couldn't do that. Because I feel like if I did that, I, I wouldn't be as, like, motivated or I was, like, I was just saying, you know what I mean? It's weird. Nah, but, it's not weird. It's real. It's real. I feel that. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people don't don't get to hear that a lot. Because you feel me, like, like you said before, like, you see my page and it seems, you know, things are organic and I'm trying to show people uh, my life and that's exactly what what I do but a lot of people don't know a lot of the things that go on with artists besides being an artist like or besides seeing their social media you know what I'm saying we could look at somebody's page and, and think that you know things are things are good or they're moving but it takes a lot of work you know so like time management and stuff really in the in the moments where it gets hard or you feel like you're kind of strained for time or you're not managing it as best as you could, what do you find yourself kind of saying to yourself or looking out for to lift yourself out of those moments? Hell yeah, man. I go, I go through that a lot. I just kind of find my... I kind of have to sit myself down and, and weigh out what's more important to me. 
You know what I mean? Hell yeah. And, it, and, and, and that's what everything, that's, that goes back to like me saying like jobs and friendships and people, like I would sit down and tell myself like, yeah, this job is like helping me pay my bills, but if I kind of want to, I feel like I could do this way better and figure out a way, you know, to, to make it work. And then, I mean, people always, we always end up making it work. You know what I mean? That's the thing. It's all mind power. You feel me? So I feel like I put my mind enough to make things work so many times that that when I get into that rut, I kind of just be like, yo, you got to shape up and go do something or go get inspired, go take a walk or just try, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, speaking of inspiration, I mean, if you if you see on Brain Orchestra's uh, Bandcamp page, you'll see that a lot of his projects are under a series called Love Tones, and it spans over different projects like Elevatum, Speculo, Patterns, um, mm-hmm. and others. Let's, let's talk about that. Like what, what was the, uh, what's the science, what's the meaning behind that, that, that theme that you have throughout these albums? Word. Um, I felt like the, uh, the brain orchestra name was just like, just who I am and and, and, and just that, how how we use our mind to think of ideas and, and things like that, you know, and then um, at the end of the day, our mind is processing everything like thoughts to, to, to sit down and create whatever, you know, whatever controller, keyboard, or laptop. And I felt like the whole Love Tones uh, character or it's like weird. It's like half a character, half of, I guess, what I like to call my genre or my, not my genre, my, my style of, you know what I mean? Yeah, music your sound. In the realm of hip hop or, or beats. And um, I think the Love Tones material just, is just a lot more expressive and deeper and experimental things. Cause like, that's where all like my ambient stuff sits and my crazy progressive composed stuff. That's like really like, you know, out there and synths and keys and really hard drums as comp- as opposed to me, like just flipping a sample and adding breaks, which it, to me they're both equally amazing, you know. But uh, I like to I like to do the left tones stuff to show that like I have a different side that's going on within the brain orchestra world, it's like an extension. You know what I mean? Because I feel like I can't like I I just don't want to be like making one type of stuff. But I and I felt like the difference in styles made sense. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was just, like, a cool thing to go by, you know? So right. I felt like it. And, and it's really dope that people understand it and realize it. That that was my goal. I'm like, you know, if people could figure out what this is or even remotely kind of guess, then then it makes sense, you know? Like, it's cool. Like, that's what, I was, that's what I wanted, to show people that I could touch base different ways and that when you're listening to Love Tones material, it's going to be different than, like, straight brain orchestra stuff, you know? True, true. So listen, we're going to take one more break. And right now we are going to play Messenger from God's Route.
interview, you're uh, down with Freak Show, which is a, a collection of like-minded beat makers and artists. How did you mm-hmm. guys connect and what, what's what's going on with you guys right now? Yeah, man, we, uh, we all through a show in West Orange, New Jersey, where I had gotten booked and um, Crack, Arcade, Jamar Jacobs, uh, who was the other guy, bro? Damn, trying to stay here and remember something. It was years ago, but I mean, we all did this. Uh, it was Benetton Music, a piece, all a bunch of people, and we had did this show at this uh, studio in West in West Orange, and like it was weird. It, it was kind of it kind of just happened. Like we realized how sick the event was and how different everybody's style was, and we kind of like made that connection like yo we could you know what i mean we could start saying um you know this progressive beat showcase with visuals and beats you know what i mean True. so we we composed a team of like-minded individuals that i mean we were all there that day basically you feel me so it's kind of like everybody met that one time oh and um it was really cool like it was like really dope a lot of people i mean some people knew each other already i met most of everybody that one time Okay. So yeah, it was tight. And um, yeah, man, we're just we're we're literally in the in in the middle of just uh, focusing on how we could just better you know better the show. I don't really want to say too much, but um, we just been focusing on on getting our live streaming and um, our visuals up there, like our, our the way we the way we set our shows and uh, diver- like make our shows diverse with the type of beats. It's like I don't know. It's a whole different type of science, like curating shows. <laughs> you know what true, I mean? But I love it, and true. it's fun doing it. True. Any 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 uh, plans for putting out a compilation or anything? Of uh, we're actually we're actually working on something. We had um, we had two compilations come out in the past: Exit Source and the Slack Tape. Okay. They're like very rare, and they popped up in like extremely um extremely random occurrences or shows um and if you you know if you want to tape you can holler at me we have a few but um yeah we're working on something i just don't want to so yeah. spoil too much yeah you don't want to you don't want to spill the sauce yet i, I got you yeah <laughs> so um another thing you mentioned that you when you started your journey as an artist it was as an mc and it seems like you've returned back to that with your latest offering with uh divine drummer the warm-up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, yo, you got busy on that, man. Like, how how did that come about? Like, how did you link up with Divine Drummer? And yeah, just walk us through that process because it's that that track is crazy. I appreciate you, man. Um, man, one thing is like I always loved writing bars. I mean, it was what I started doing before beats, and um, for a while when I started making beats, I was like, okay, if I want to rap on my own beats or rap at all now, I feel like I really need to like get a more composed sound and um that I mean that's for the MC and then when me and Divine I had met him um the first TBC cipher I went to when J- uh, John Robinson and I think Yumi was it Yumi I don't know it was a few people Yumi and, uh, and then you had invited me yeah you asked me if I wanted to play so I had played and then Divine went there into that BG slip yes and everybody was like yo so I was like, damn, son. I remember telling him, like, yo, this shit is crazy, son. And then we did and then we did the cipher 
together and he was just bruh, he was just playing beat. I was like, yo, these shits are unreal. Yeah. Like this guy's beats are crazy. Like I was amazed. Like for real, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was like beat that's what I'm saying. Beats are just like that dude has beats that are just like, damn. Like I, <laughs> I wish I could hear beats like this all the time or rap on beats like this. You know, so I asked him if he wanted to collab and he was down after hearing me rap a little bit at the cipher and then yeah. um and then I showed him a voice clip on warm up um on my phone like super quick and he was like damn this shit's crazy and then he you know what I mean so we yeah. just started kinda like keep it connected and he sent me some stuff and I'm in the middle of writing some more joints still. Word. I mean any plans for like a EP or a project with him or just Yeah, that's kinda that's kinda what I'm planning to do, honestly. I wanna, I wanna, um, I wanna, I wanna try to do something with him. Um, just, just get something cooked up properly. You know what I mean? And, and I don't know how I wanna do it, but either like, you know, something physical for sure, and something that will definitely have us both involved very much, and just, just something cool. You know what I mean? I feel like his beats are, they're just insane, bro. Like, <laughs> they're just insane. I love his beats. That's like, awesome. You know what I mean? Nah, he's, he's really like on some OD shit. So like, I feel like, yeah, we'll we'll do something super cool. I just don't want to call it too early, but I know something's gonna come about. Yeah, you gotta put it out there, you know. Yeah, word, word. Yeah, because that I definitely want to take time. I feel like those beats is like his beats are like years of knowledge <laughs> on the track. So it's like, damn, I don't want to like half-ass this shit, you know. Well, you know, slouch yourself, so. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in the game Thank for a minute, you, man. Do you have uh do you have any advice for emerging beat makers or people who are just starting out? Yeah, I feel like stay connected with with everybody you enjoy and even if you don't enjoy them, man. It's like just staying connected and giving people pats on the back. Like uh my 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 OG Tone, um Tone Customs, man. He 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 was on IG the other day and said the best thing to do is uh, give each other compliments, bro. And I feel like if we're other, if we're gonna uplift each other, you know what I mean? Just have fun and just pat each other on the back because we all doing the same thing. We all trying to get up out here. Word. You know what I mean? Because I don't like I don't like people. You know what I mean? I be having people approach. I really appreciate it, but sometimes people approach me on some like, "Yo, you're so on." Like, damn, how living is like, bro. Like. We could all be on this type of time. I like, don't think that I'm above you because, like, you know, we all could. Because I was once in a position where I was looking at people and, like, you know, oh, man, that's so far-fetched. But it's really not a far-fetched thing, keeping good connections and honestly keeping out of drama. You know what yeah. I mean? I'll throw that out there. I'm a type of person where my early Twitter days, like, I was in a lot of drama. I was really outspoken. I really didn't um, – I had, like, a zero tolerance for people. But I feel like I'm just staying out of the drama, man. It's not worth it, you know? Keeping the negativity out. Right. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, again, that's like me telling whoever's listening to this that out of experience, they don't even, you know what I mean? That it's not even worth it all the time. It's never worth it, you know what I mean? To be, and I still catch myself being that type of person sometimes, but yeah, man, just, just keeping everybody motivated and having fun, you know, and, and making sure everybody is like, is like, um, on the right path, you know, a lot of people be getting like, you know, lost in their, in their, in their thoughts with it. Cause they don't think nobody is like, you know, trying to rock with them, but there's a lot of people in corner, in our corners, you know, 
True. That is so true. Well, we're in your corner over here, man. Um, Facts, got any... man. Over here, too, man. Yeah. Family stuff, man. Words, families, family. You got any shout-outs? Any, any, anybody you want to shout-out? Yo, shout-out to the whole Jersey and East Coast, the Freak Show, my parents. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Y'all, everybody, man. Everybody doing their thing and waking up with a purpose, you feel me? Trying to, trying to do something better in this world, you know what I mean? Oh, man. True, Thanks true. for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having us, man. Where where can we find your music? Are you on where do you live on the net? Uh brainorchestra.net. You can find everything. Uh I have a shop up there with uh with merch. All my links are up there. Um my Patreon link is up there. All my all my streaming services. Um yeah, man, brainorchestra.net. You'll find all my all my social links as well. Everything's right up there for for everybody to see and and stay connected, you know what I mean? True, true, man. So, yo, this was Brain Orchestra. Thanks for coming through, my brother. We're going to close the show out with warm-up produced by Divine Drummer Word. and Brain Orchestra on Facts, the bar. man. Thank you, guys. Hell yeah, man. Sad. This a warm up, letting the ink get the paper torn up. I heard your tape is borderline boredom. Uh, I'm about to scorch him. These flows not synthetic. I'm a lord in the game. My money stretched like accordions. Uh, it ain't a fable. Throw a stack at the table just cause I'm able. You can't surf the wave. I ain't cable. But watch TV, not me. Like a ladle, get the scoop. This ain't your average package. You can label. Yeah, you can't deny I'm speaking heat on the vine. The herbs mine. Make the floor split in magnitude nine. Get your latitude aligned. Your longevity is slim like a dime. I'm finna bang like the clip from the nine most of you ain't seen what i seen or did what i did you think you off and stealing snickers and shit that shit is comedy uh my partner's only talking about a lot of cream and we make noise because my head is hold a lot of heat yeah and serve quarter pounds on a lot of streets i don't give a fuck i ain't trying to keep my pockets clean y'all tremble like i'm pointing the barrel cock and squeeze i'm a pharaoh and the morals go beyond socrates throw this on the cut what up pour the bubble up in the cup you speak trouble kid you know that it's us two dubs in the tuck the shit Look like elephant tusks, and I'm coming tracks in the club. Go ahead, duck. I'm aiming for heads. My brain boots up in the morning for the sake of the bread. Keep it moving through the latency check. We catch checks from stage presence, and I ain't even breaking a sweat. Never been the type to take or forget. I bled pain on the beat. In return, I got parades of respect. And instead of being real, you let the fake chain chafe on your neck. Listen, yeah. Oh.